Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning, everybody. Morning from me and Jelly, who's just uh, enjoying some Cocoa Pops this morning. Um, do you want to say hello? No? Nothing. Fair enough. Well, she might pipe up in a minute. But uh, it's good to be back with you guys again um, on a gloomy, rainy, wet morning. But it's okay. We are transitioning into spring now. Um, we are going from death to resurrection. Very, very uh, interesting. We're going to talk about that today. Um, so we're going to carry on through 1 Thessalonians. We're in 1 Thessalonians 4 still. Um, so I'm going to read more, um, verses 13 to 14. Same verses that Andy read yesterday. So it says this. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. I say Andy um, excellently introduced us to this this whole concept of, of resurrection. And Andy kind of talked specifically about this passage. I actually want to take us a little bit outside of this passage to talk about the 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 wider theme, why Paul is saying this here, because it isn't just in a vacuum, it's part of a much larger conversation. And the reason he's saying this to the Thessalonians would be that it's part of a much wider conversation. And I think the the problem is often today, we kind of see it like this. This is how the church, not the Vine Church, but how the church globally tends to teach it nowadays. Everyone Everyone is born and everyone is gonna die. Now, before you die, you have to make a decision whether or not you're going to go to heaven or hell. And that tends to be how it is. Death is a fact of life, and so you need to know where you're going afterwards. And so we talk about going to heaven, and we want other people to go to heaven. Now, none of that is untrue. That's, as I say, I don't want to say that's, that's wrong. It's not wrong. But the problem is the emphasis is not in the same place that the Bible puts the emphasis on. None of the apostles were going around telling people how to go to heaven. In fact, there are very few references to going to heaven in the New Testament. Um, It talks about it, but that's not what they're going around to tell people. And in fact, the problem of death is much bigger than that. If you're reading the book of Hebrews, it it talks about death. Uh, It's appointed for each man to die and after that to face judgment. And the reason why it talks about it in this way is because what we have to remember is why does death exist in the first place? Death came in as a punishment for sin. And so as sin exists, so death exists. People only die because people are sinners. And that's how you can testify that every single person is a sinner because everyone dies. And so if God is going to forgive us of our sins, he has to uh, not just take us somewhere nice where we die. If we are truly forgiven, then God is going to find a way to raise us up from the dead. And so that's what's promised throughout the Old Testament, resurrection. And so in the New Testament, when Jesus dies, 
he rises up from the dead and it, and it says that death had no power to hold him because he wasn't a sinner. So Jesus rises up from the dead. Now, all of the Jews who knew the scriptures well were going, we know what this means. The resurrection that God promised for those who trust in him is now happening. It's now beginning. The first person has risen from the dead. And so that is the uh, greatest assurance we have that we will be risen from the dead. And we have to remember that Paul, uh, uh, this is going to be a little aside, but Paul was a Pharisee. Now, often when we hear the word Pharisee, we think of the baddies in the Bible. You know, oh, the Pharisees are the people who are just hypocrites. But that's actually not what a Pharisee is. In fact, Christians are pretty much Pharisees. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. There were, there were two groups in Israel, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. There, there were more than that, but they were the main two. Now, the Sadducees believed that there was a God, but he was out there and distant and didn't talk to us. Um, there is no such thing as the spiritual. There's no soul. Uh, there's no point praying. And there's no resurrection. Whereas the Pharisees were saying God is intimately involved with his creation. God uh, cares for us. God is working through history. Now, this sounds a lot like what we believe, doesn't it? And most important, most importantly, he will rise us up, raise those who love him from the dead. Now, when they die, he has a place prepared for them. But on one day, he's going to raise us up from the dead. That is the hope. And so Paul was a Pharisee and he had this hope. Even when he was persecuting Christians, it, it says in Philippians that he wanted to attain to the resurrection of the dead. He was doing all these things because he wanted to be a faithful Jew that would be, that would be risen on the last day. And so in the book of Acts, when Paul is on trial for proclaiming that Jesus is risen, if you notice what he says, if you ever if you ever read through the book of Acts, he notices that in the council, the people who are charging him, there's both Sadducees and Pharisees. So what he does is very clever. He calls out and he says, I am a Pharisee and I am being charged here because of my belief in the resurrection of the dead. And so what happens is the Pharisees go, well, in that case, he's fine. Let him go. Whereas the Sadducees are going, hang on a second. No, that's nonsense. And what Paul is saying is, all I'm saying is what all of us Pharisees say. We believe in a resurrection. And what I'm saying is it's begun. Jesus has been risen. And so the Pharisees are all trying to defend him. The Sadducees are all trying to condemn him now. And so it causes division and Paul's ultimately let go. But the point is, he <laughs> believes that Jesus is risen from the dead and therefore believes that we will be risen from the dead because we have been declared forgiven by God. Death couldn't hold Jesus because death had no claim over Jesus. If you or I have been forgiven, then death has no hold over us and we will be risen from the dead. And so if we just go back to these verses, let's just draw up some things from it. So Paul says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. And he made this point yesterday. and I think it's a good one. Why does he use the language of sleep? Because sleeping isn't something that you stay in. Sleeping is something that you come out of. You, you return out of it. He knows that though dead now, death will not be able to hold them. They will be risen. And then he says, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Now, there's two really important things there. Christians should grieve when someone dies. We aren't called to be emotionless blobs because we know that death is not natural. Death is not intended to be part of the creation. Death comes from sin. And so when someone dies, the reason why we all feel that 
rupture in nature, the rupture in what seems right, believe your gut on that one. It's because it's not right. This comes as a consequence of sin. And especially when we see a believer die, that should even cause greater rupture because what we're seeing is someone who's been forgiven still being punished as a sinner. Now, ultimately, as I say, ultimately, we know that their sentence of forgiveness is going to be honoured because they'll be risen from the dead and glorified. But for now, it's it, we do grieve, but we don't grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. The Bible talks about two resurrections. There's the resurrection into life. That's what believers go through. But there's also the resurrection into judgment the non-believers go through. There's no hope in death for those who don't know Jesus. They go into the grave because the grave, because they belong to the grave. We go into the grave knowing that the grave does not hold us. And so we have hope. We have a real hope that just as Jesus from, was risen from the dead and declared in the right by God, if you read Acts 2, that's what Peter's point is. As he's risen from the dead, God proves that he's innocent. In the same way, we have this hope that God will prove to the whole world that we are his by rising us from, raising us from the dead and showing that we have been forgiven. And so we grieve, but we grieve with hope. We have hope, hope in life, hope in death. And then verse 14, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. He died, but he rose again. We will die, but he rose again. And notice what he says. And so we believe because we believe that Jesus died and rose again. We believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. That's powerful for us. And we have to remember that the reason Paul is saying this is to encourage the Thessalonians. Because they're seeing their friends and their brothers and sisters who know the Lord dying. And they're going, hang on a second. I thought they were forgiven. Why are they dying? The encouragement is this. They will not stay dead. Encourage one another with this. We will not stay dead. Death has no claim over us because we are in Jesus. And so resurrection should be a huge encouragement for us. Resurrection is the completion of God saying you are forgiven and you're mine. And so as we read verses like this, we shouldn't be going, oh, so how does the resurrection fit into, you know, are we going to heaven, all that kind of stuff? We shouldn't be thinking it as just a, an add-on or a niche that kind of fits into our theology somewhere. Resurrection is just as important as saying, I have been forgiven by God. It's who we are as Christians. And so the reason that, as I say, Paul says this is to encourage them. And so I now hope to pass it on to you and encourage you. The, uh, the grave will not hold you if you are in Christ Jesus. And when the grave takes others for a short time, though they sleep, we do not have to grieve like those who have no hope. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have declared us to be justified, to be forgiven, to stand in good place in a good place with you. And Lord, you will prove that to the whole world by rising us, uh, raising us from the dead. Lord, give us hope in that, we pray. Help us to grieve, but to grieve with hope. Teach us, Lord, that we have hope in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.